Good morning, everybody. Hope you're doing well. It is Friday, December 10th at just before 9 a.m., 8.52. And uh, Purdue has lost its first game of the season. They fall to 8-1. Uh, and one. and Rutgers, Rugger, is 5-4 and four, thanks to Ron Harper Jr.'s heroics on a lot of levels. Purdue really didn't have much of an answer for Ron Harper Jr., except for about the first 10 minutes of the second half. Uh, Harper Jr. finishes with 30 points, 10 of 15 field goals, 5 of 5 free throws, 10 rebounds. And, um, yeah, they uh, Purdue deserved to lose. I, I, I don't know what else you can say other than Purdue deserved to lose. Um, Purdue was number one for, for but a moment. But to me, uh, I, I really believe it. I'm glad they got there, and, and I really meant – on the last quick guess. You can move on now. It's okay. Um, interacted with a lot of people on Twitter last night. A lot of people were angry and beside themselves. And whenever someone gets that upset after a game like that, all I can think of is they not must not be very old. Um, although my college roommate, who uh, is older than me, uh, one of my college roommates, uh, he's from Maine, and he lives out in New Mexico now, and he was really angry after the game. And he said that he said he's going to, kind of stop watching the games because they make him too mad. But he was just mad about the execution more than anything, the fact that Purdue doesn't have a killer instinct. And I think that's pretty obvious. They really don't have much of a killer instinct. And it's kind of a shame uh, just because you've got a lot of seniors on this team. You've got a lot of guys that, that, um, that have played a lot of basketball who looked like they didn't get what was happening. Granted, one of them, Travion Williams, played tremendously uh let's look at his stats real quick uh trey was uh, he came off the bench as he has the entire season he had 21 points 11 rebounds and assist a steal um and uh and a game winner really in all in all honesty he won the game before ron harper uh ripped Purdue's out heart out and just presented it to him and uh i'm pretty sick of watching ron harper Junior and Geo Baker killed Purdue. That, that's the thing that I take away from it more than anything. More than the fact that it was uh, Purdue's fourth straight loss to Rutgers. Uh, I'm more bothered by the, the thing that Matt Painter teams can't beat Rutgers. I think that's a problem. That's a big problem. And um, I don't like G, Geo Baker, but I really don't have a problem with Ron Harper. Um, other than he doesn't work out. And it looks like he's got my physique at 46 years old, which is amazing that he's as good at basketball with that impedance in front of him. Um, oddly enough, today, um, it looks like I have no live viewers. Um, I'm, not, I'm not surprised, you know, when uh, when things are rolling along, you have people that want to come along for the party. But when it's 9 a.m. the next morning after a loss against a bad team, and I can say Rutgers is a bad team. I think Rutgers will be pretty solid when, when they're back at full strength and Geo Baker's playing there. I don't think they're that good. I think Ron Harper was heroic yesterday. He just played so darn well. And Purdue didn't have much of an answer for him. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say about this one, other than if, like I said, if you're if you're if you've been around for a while, if you've um, if you've watched a lot of basketball, you know that college basketball season's long. It's disheartening to to have Purdue lose a game like that. I can tell you, I when Williams hit the shot, I was like, yeah, all right, and then I literally just kind of just dropped when when Harper hit his shot right after. Um, Trey Williams, uh, that was that was an awesome play. Um, 
awesome play. And um, and Purdue really didn't defend Harper poorly at all. It, it, you can you can kibitz and my son he's he's fifteen and uh, he said I don't think that uh, I don't think he got the shot off in in the right amount of time. Not meaning before the z- triple zeros, but not in enough time. And he timed it like three times and he said it was three point seven six to three point seven seven seconds before Harper got the ball from touching it and out of his hands, and the, the clock did start late. Does it matter? No, it doesn't matter. And here's the thing that that every one of you who's watching this understand, that is college basketball, um, when you go on the road, even Eric Hunter said it after the game, you're going to be playing five on eight versus officials and all that. You're going to be playing against everybody in the arena. That's the kind of the, the greatness and the horrible part of college basketball is how um, how crazy those environments are, how the refs enjoy that. I don't think the refs won this game for Purdue. I don't think the clock administrator uh, for Rutgers. I don't think the clock administrator won this game for Rutgers. I think Purdue lost the game because they didn't understand the situation and how to put a team away. They did a great job in Mohican Sun uh, putting Villanova away and putting North Carolina away. Um, and I, I miss that team because the team that was very, very good uh, just you know, weeks ago, um, really relied heavily upon the ability to go deep in its rotation. Yesterday, Painter got really tight with the rotations, and Purdue was really playing about seven people in the second half. You had Gillis play only 14 minutes. You had First play only eight minutes. I think um, Thompson played like 12 or 14 minutes, something like that as well. Um, and those three didn't play well, but they didn't really get a chance to get into a whole bunch of rhythm. So the thing that makes this team great, though, is the fact that you can wear teams down and you have a lot of players that can play, a lot of players can score. Purdue's offensive rhythm was really lacking almost the entire night, a lot like it was versus Iowa, except for one stretch when uh, Purdue got out by 10, and then uh, uh, Peichel um, um, called the timeout. Rutgers came right back, cut the lead down to, I think, four or six. Uh, Purdue kind of held it there, and then Rutgers shrunk it all the way down. Um, Purdue deserved to lose. That's it. That's that's what you can say. Purdue deserved to lose, and they should have won that game, and they should have been ready for that type of swing. And Rutgers fans rightfully stormed the court. It's fun to beat a number one team. Um, I had a person on Twitter say, why isn't Purdue ever on the, the, the that side of these upsets? Well, part of the reason Purdue isn't on that side of the upsets is when Purdue beats a good team, uh, it's not that big of a deal because Purdue's been pretty damn good program the last seven years, right? Before that, they were pretty bad, right? And if they would have beaten uh, when they had that two-year stretch when they were one of the worst teams in the conference and the worst team in the conference, if they would have won at that point, you would have had just a madhouse atmosphere. And uh, But Purdue's better than that. And they're still better than that. That's the other thing. Um, also, uh, this... The press is a problem for this team. Clearly, breaking the press is a problem. And that, to me, is Matt Painter's biggest problem right now as a coach. He's got to figure this out. Um, people say you got to get a, a point guard recruit. Uh, they have some guys coming in they are going to be good. They're going to be able to handle the ball. But um, right now, the personnel is the personnel. And I don't care if Thompson's injured or Hunter's in his own head. I don't know what the reason is. Morton's not experienced enough. This is the team that Painter's got to deal with. And a friend of mine asked, have, did, did Iowa create a blueprint for Purdue? And I don't think they really did. And that is not the way Rutgers beat Purdue. They didn't extend their trap and, um, and take Purdue out of the game. Purdue just didn't find offensive rhythm, uh, wouldn't hit the glass very hard, didn't have a sense of urgency, it felt like to me. And uh, because of that, Purdue falls 70-68. to 68. 
And next up, they'll play NC State in uh, Brooklyn on Sunday. Uh, hopefully they come out absolutely angry. Uh, internally at the Boiled Sports, uh, we have a feed. We all talk to each other. Uh, it's not really a text feed, but it's, um, I, I think Williams should start. And I think the reason I, I think Williams starts is not an indictment of Edie. Edie's still quite good. Edie would be really good against a second stringer. We've seen that before. Um, but the reason I think Williams should start is because he's uh, he seems to get it right now. He seems to understand that this is important, and um, and his games are limited as a Boilermaker. His career is about over. Maybe that's it. Um, and everybody needs to follow his his lead in that uh, in that way and understand. Uh, time is now. It's a long season, so you can't overreact. You can't think. I mean, if you watch Painter in his post-game press conference, he was not super upset. He was very even keel. In fact, his demeanor would say, hey, you know, this happens, um, which is he should be a little pissed off at himself uh, because that's four straight losses to Rutgers. I can't I can't uh, emphasize that enough. And granted, one of those Rutgers teams was pretty good. Last year, they were pretty good. This team that Purdue saw last night was not that good as they sit because they're down a man, and they don't have a big man that's as good as the one they had last year. So Painter should be mad. Uh, I hope he's a little mad behind closed doors at himself. I hope he's a little mad at his staff. Um, for not having a better counterpunch to what Rutgers was throwing at him. Um, I hope he's mad at his players for going seven for whatever they were from three. They were um, seven for 26 from three. That's awful. Um, uh, they, they crashed down from earth. They were 60, you know, we're going 55 and 60% from the floor. Uh, previous games, they were 41%. This is a big one, 68% from free throw and 11 for 16. Any of those things, if you do any of those things well, any of those things better, you probably win the game. Um, so you can say whatever you want that, uh, you know, things kind of lined up against them, whatever you want to, however you want to look at it. I don't care. Um, I just know that this is a loss and Purdue's night and one and they earned that loss. So in the big scheme of thing, I would, I would say as a fan, the thing you need to do is say, okay, what did this loss do for the team? And when you put it all out in front of you, you say, okay, this loss is important because it taught them, hey, take road games seriously, understand hostile environments or, you know, Big Ten, this is what it is, you know, you, whatever, play with a chip on your shoulder, whatever they took from it. Let's not forget when Robbie Hummel's team that, with the Baby Boilers lost to Wofford in, in the pre-con a long time ago. Many of you may not be old enough to remember that, but they lost to Wofford and they all, all the players universally say they had a, they had an internal meeting, just the players, not the coaches. And they said, this is on us. We've got to play better. And they did. It was a catalyst for the rest of the season. It was a, it was a, um, a turning point. Well, if this Rutgers game, game turns to be a, uh, turns out to be a turning point and this team gets it and they play intense, if they play intense and hard and like just beat the hell out of some teams for the next couple of weeks, I'll be pretty happy with that, honestly. Um, I think this team's going to lose three or four games this year. I think that would be a pretty damn good season. That would put them in a position where they should be playing for a right near number one seed, I would think, because um, that would be two or three conference losses. Um, so it, all is not lost is what I'm saying if they do something good with this. And I think they can. I think they should. I think you've got – let me say tell you, tell you, I still believe in this coaching staff. I still believe in this team. I think – the parts are in place. I think that hasn't changed, and we shouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Thanks for tuning in today. Thanks to our sponsors, Martin Vintage, um, Gridiron Metalworks, and AJ's. We appreciate them. Enter Boiled at checkout at uh, martinvintage.com and Gridiron Metalworks uh, for 15% off. And um, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, we do have some live viewers now. That's good to see. Um, 
and understandable if you don't want to do anything with this. I can tell you after the game when I kept seeing there was some woman in the studio, one of the ESPNs, ESPN2, I can't remember. And uh, every time she would talk, it was like a fingernail on the chalkboard because she was talking bad about Purdue, and I don't know who she was either, and I don't really care. But that type of thing, seeing Purdue be the butt of jokes or Purdue be the, the team that everybody's talking about because they, they choked one away and Ron Harper is the hero, which all is true. Uh, I don't want to watch that, and I can understand if you don't want to watch this quick cast. But if you made it, it's 12 and a half minutes in. Thanks for doing it, and uh, we'll see you soon. Things will be better, um, and uh, uh, Purdue has a lot of good stuff in front of them if they take this seriously. Have a great day. God bless you. Hammer down. We'll see you soon.